There we go. Oh, it's all on now. <laughs> all right. Second uh, Samuel chapter 22. Uh, my wife and I, before you start throwing tomatoes, we, um, we, oh, I grew up in Virginia originally, all right? She grew up in Michigan. Um, and the Lord moved us out here. Actually, pastor was uh, playing part in that. Um, I was out here, it was several summers ago, and Pastor Kyle was preaching at a, it was like basically a camp. I think you've been to a few of the men and boys camps. He was preaching at the camp, and um, during one of the messages, he was talking, uh, he, was, he was speaking on Abraham, I believe it was, and he talked about how Abraham went out, he didn't know where he was going, but he went out, was just called out, right, just to go, and um, it was during that time, Lord had, Lord had already been working in my heart to come out west and just serve um, however I could, but um, it's during that message the Lord was like, you, you need to come, <laughs> all right, and um, I just still remember that day that um, Pastor Kyle was preaching, and I'm thankful for his testimony and just the example that he is. Um, anyway, so two years ago, my wife and I, Alyssa, moved out, and we're helping in a church in Butte, Montana, in Lighthouse Baptist Church. Um, I think Pastor Matthew's been here a few times, but anyway, I'm looking forward to preaching God's word this morning, so... Um, about what God would have me to teach or preach this morning, and something he's been working on my heart is simply being confident in him. Um, we were talking a little bit this morning about our prayer life, and many times uh, I, I don't pray enough, right? Or I'm not, I don't I think, what's the purpose of praying? What's the point of praying? But we just have to be confident in our God, do we not? Um, uh, own a small engine repair business there in Butte, and uh, many times the old guys will come in and they have lots of stories, right? They always have stories, and I like listening to them because you always can glean wisdom from them. Uh, this past week, and uh, several times now, I have an older man, gentleman, that comes and he brings his you know, whatever he needs fixed, but he was a logger in Alaska, and I just love listening to his stories about how he's flown back after he broke his leg, you know, all these interesting things. It's fun to listen to older people's stories. Um, we gain wisdom from them. When we get here to 2 Samuel chapter 22, um, David has lived a long life. He's lived quite the life here. A lot has gone on through his life. He's, he's nearing the end of his life. He's not quite there yet, but... Um, He's nearing the end of his life, and he has some words of wisdom that I think we can learn from this morning. And the Lord's worked in my heart through this. Um, the title of my message this morning is Confident in God. Just simply, Confident in God. This morning, I'd like to show you that we must be confident in God's path for our life. We must be confident in God's path for our life. So we'll begin reading here, uh, 2 Samuel 22. We're going to just read one verse for right now, verse 31. It says, As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, I thank you so much just for who you are in our lives. Lord, I thank you for the path that you have put before us. Lord, for guiding us, for directing us, just for who you are, Lord, truly in, your, in our lives. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to our hearts. Lord, nothing that I would say, but just simply your word would speak to us this morning. And um, we'll just thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so as we get here, we just jumped in and read a verse, but saw, uh, David here has come back from fighting many other giants, right? We all know the story probably of David and Goliath. Well, if we read uh, chapter 21 towards the end there, David fights all the sons and all the brothers, all, all these people that were related to Goliath, right? One man even had, says he had an extra thumb, six fingers on each hand. It was a big, big battle in David's life, all right? And he comes to the end of it, and he's just praising the Lord for what he's done. 
right? He's just rejoicing in the Lord for everything that he's done. And in verse 31 here, he says, as for God, his way is perfect. And I want to look just for a little bit this morning about God's path for our life and how we can be completely confident in it. We don't have to wonder about it, don't have to doubt in it. Um, The first thing we see this morning is a perfected path perfected path. You say, well, where'd that come from? Imagine that, right? Um, The beginning here of verse 31, as for God, his way is perfect. All right, David comes back from a major battle with giants and realizes that God's way was absolutely perfect. And you say, well, that that might be easy for David to say after he's just defeated the Goliath and giants. Have you ever felt that way in your life? Maybe you've had a big trial in your life or something you've overcome, and you think, wow, God is just great, right? Just overwhelmed with God's goodness. I've been there before. Um, but I want to look just for a little bit, some of the, a few of the things that David's gone through in his life, all right? Um, I'm going to turn back just a few chapters. You don't have to if you don't like, want to, but 1 Samuel chapter 18, David's been through a lot in his life. Um, Saul, Saul called him, or uh, the... The prophet Samuel anointed Saul, or sorry, I'm going to get it straight here eventually. Uh, He anointed David to be king over Israel, all right? Um, In chapter 18, in verse 9, it says, this is right after David had gone out to battle here, Saul which who was the king at that time, was very wroth, and the saying displeased him, and he's... um, and he said, they have ascribed unto David ten thousands, and to me they have ascribed but thousands. And what can, we, or what can he have more but the kingdom? And verse 9 says, and Saul eyed David from that day and forward. For that day and forward. So here it is. God has called David to be king over Israel. All right, you know the story. And he's called him to be king over Israel. And here's the king right now. He's very jealous of him. All right. And we could begin looking, we we could spend all morning reading throughout first Samuel that David was up for a hard time in his life, right? Uh, Chases him. He pursues him. He over and over again, he he pursues him. David does not take Saul's life because he knew he was God's anointed at the time. And yet Saul still pursues him, right? Can you imagine living your life? If God said, I want you this morning uh, to go do this certain thing and you get there and that person just wants to kill you the whole time. That's rough stuff, isn't it? It is. Um, but this is what God had for David's life. All right, so David goes on running. If you're there in 1 Samuel, look at chapter 30. While, while David is running from Saul, he goes into a land that he really shouldn't have been, but we find that he comes upon a hard time here. Um, David goes out to war. He finds out he's not supposed to be at war, so he comes back. And in verse 3, it says, So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Now, man, how would you feel this morning if you came home to your house, and your house was burnt down, your wife was gone, and all, all your children were gone? You'd be pretty upset, right? Why would God cause me this? I am to be the next king over Israel, and God is causing all these problems upon my life. That's a big deal, isn't that? David had a rough life to live. Um, we, could, we could continue looking, but in second, we're going to turn over back to 2 Samuel and look at chapter 15. Just a few pages back from our text here, but 2 Samuel chapter 15. In verse 17, we find that his own son begins to chase David. Can you imagine if your son was chasing you also out to kill you? Um, in verse 17, this is just one verse through a lot of scripture, but it says, And the king went forth, and all the people after him, and tarried in a place that was far off, because Absalom, the king, Absalom his son, was seeking to kill him. 
Can you imagine your son chasing you down to, to kill you, right? Not only did a long time ago with Saul chasing you, right? But now your own son is chasing you and you've gone away. So, many, so much stuff has happened. We're, I know we're racing through this, but so much stuff had happened to um, David here. You're right there, chapter 18 and verse 33. Still speaking of Absalom here, um, it says... And this is after it all was kind of done, but it says, And the king was much moved and went up into the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, thus he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God, I had died for thee, O Absalom, my son, my son. Can you imagine if your son was killed because he was doing what was wrong? That, that, that's a lot. Right? We, we would, if we were to look at David's life, I know I've just touched on a few verses and maybe it seems scattered, but David went through a lot in his life. There was a lot going on that, and that had happened in David's life. And as we come here to chapter 22 in verse 31, David realizes that as for God, his way was perfect. Isn't that hard to imagine? Sometimes I look in my life and I see all the things that I, I feel like are big things. Nothing like David went through, right? But big things in my life, these are big deals, big situations, big trials, right, in my life. And yet oftentimes I need to remember, as for God, his way is perfect. Is it not? Have you ever gone to a store or maybe a supermarket and you've begun looking at the, maybe it's tomatoes, I don't know, bananas, whatever you like. You want to pick that perfect one, right? If you like bananas, some people like them yellow. Some of them like brown almost, right? Or maybe you like them green. My wife likes them green. I don't like them green, but she likes them green. Um, you want to find that perfect one, right? No, no, nothing to worry about but that perfect one. This word perfect here means that it's just perfect. There, you don't have to look. When it comes to God's way, the, it's perfect. You don't have to sort through it and say, is, God's, is this one good or is this one good? No, God's way is perfect. It's, it's already settled. It, God's way is perfect in our lives. Um, just to think of all that David had gone through, and he realized that God's way was perfect. His path for David was perfect. Um, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, uh, we can trust in God's plan for our life. Can we not? Um, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. It doesn't have to make sense in my head. It doesn't have to make sense God's path for my life. God, why do I have to go through this? <laughs> right? Why, why, why is this in my life? Yet, we can just trust in the Lord because his way is perfect. We don't have to doubt it. We do not have to doubt God's plan or path for our life. Um, God directs our plans for our lives. No matter what you're going through in life, you can be confident um, that God's plan is perfect. You don't have to wonder, why, why this? <laughs> right? well, what's going on in my life? God, why are you causing this? No, as for God, his way is perfect. And David realized that as he comes towards the end of his life. Um, the first thing we see is a perfected path. All right. Secondly, we see a proven path. And it's right here in the verse. It says, David says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. The word of the Lord is tried. What does this mean? Um, David had tried and proven God's path for his life over and over. You know, I would say, by the, here's David. He's been through a lot, right? Uh, when you listen to older people, sometimes uh, I call my dad because he's a mechanic, right? And he, if, if I have a question about my vehicle, he, he knows exactly how to fix it because he's proven it, right? He's tried it over and over again. If this is happening, this is what you need to do. And he tells me that. He's tried it. Um, here in David's life, he has tried God's word. When God said, this is the path I want you to take, and he tried it, it always worked, right? He found that it always came out perfectly. The word of the Lord was tried. Um, 
when we try God's word and path for our life, we find that they will always prove to be true. Sometimes God wants me to do something. Maybe it's witness to somebody. Maybe he's burdening my heart to go talk to somebody, my neighbor. I think, Lord, I don't want to do this, <laughs> right? It's too hard. I don't know what he's going to say. I'm going to see him tomorrow because he's my neighbor, right? And it's scary. But yet, if God wants me to do it, I just need to do it. And we find that every time we prove God's word, we try it, we will prove it over and over again. Um, I enjoy reading from Hebrews. I'm going to turn to a verse here, Hebrews chapter 12. Um, Enjoy reading through that. Uh, Hebrews 11, we all know, is the faith chapter, right? We learn about all the different people. There's Isaac and Joseph and Moses, um, the harlot Rahab, all are in the hall of faith, right? That's what we would call it. And when we think about all these people who serve the Lord, we think, wow, if only I could be like Joseph, right? Or if only I could be like Moses. Uh, when we come to chapter 12 and verse it's always a challenge to me. It says, Wherefore, we are seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You know, not only have we proven God's word, but there's many that have gone before us that have proven God's word. Over and over again. Uh, if, like I say, going back to talking to older people, you'd like to hear their stories, right? There's so many older Christians who say, I've tried God's word, just do it, right? And we see in God's word as well. If we read the Hall of Faith, we find that Moses tried God's word and it was what? True. Was it not? We find that Joshua tried God's word and it was what? True, right? David tries God's word and he finds that it is true. And in our lives, we just Try God's word. Don't doubt it. Don't say, what if this happens or what if this could happen? Just try God's word and we find that it is true. Um, someone was speaking this or mentioning this morning about their prayer journal, right? Sometimes we can go back through and we, if we have a prayer list, say, well, that one's been answered and that one's been answered. You know what we're doing? We're proving God's word, right? We're proving his word. We're proving what he has for our lives. The word of the Lord is tried. It's amazing. Others have gone before us and tried God's word, so why don't we? Why don't we just step out and try God's word? God has a path for each of us, and he simply wants us to run it. Try it, prove it, live it over and over again. God wants you to pursue his path. It's amazing, is it not? Uh, when God first called us out here, we knew that we were to come to Butte and um, to specifically to the church there. Um, we said, well, how are we going to do it? We, at the time, we were living in North Carolina, and it's like, how in the world are we going to move our stuff to Montana, right? Uh, so we began praying about it, and truly, the Lord provided a trailer and a truck, and just meant all the little details God took care of. It was, it was all in him, but it's amazing. All we had to do was simply try his word, right? All we had to do is step out in faith and take that step, and God took care of the rest. He takes care of all the details. I like, you're talking this morning, I like to worry about all the details, right? What, what, but what if this happens, or what if this happens? No, God just wants us to step out and try his word. That's all we have to do. And David here had tried God's word over and over again, and he says, as, as, or the word of the Lord is tried. It's been tried, it's true. This morning, are you trying God's word? Are you just stepping out and just saying, Lord, I, I'm going for it, right? Try God's word this morning and throughout the weeks to come. So the first thing we see is a perfected path, all right? Then we see a proven path. It's been proven over and over again. Let's just step out and do it. And then thirdly, this morning, we find a protected path, which is just amazing to me, above all else, that God protects us, all right? Um, look here at the last part of this verse. It says, he is a buckler 
to all them that trust in him. Now, when we think of buckler, maybe you think of someone serving their tea, <laughs> right? Or they ring the bell for tea or they open the door. No, buckler here means protector, okay? It literally means just to protect. And so God, not only does he, is he telling us that his path for me and for you is perfect, okay? There's nothing for us to worry about. We're to try it. It's already been tried, and we're to try it. But God doesn't just say, go do that. No, he wants to protect us while we do that amazing this morning he doesn't just say just go do it and he leaves it there leaves us with it um he he wants to walk right beside us and protect us he is a buckler to all them that trust in him he wants to protect you this morning he wants to protect me as we go forward for the lord um god does not just point to what he wants us to do but he protects us on our journey there um i think of hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 he says i will never leave thee nor forsake thee God's always with us, right? I think many times um, I, I'll be going after something. Maybe God wants me to witness to someone. Maybe he wants me uh, to do something in the church. And I think, well, I just want to be done, <laughs> right? Well, why, why bother? But yet, when, the reality is God is right beside me. He's, he's doing all the fighting. He's, he's doing all the work. He's just allowing me to work through me, right? Why, why would I want to quit? God's got it all. He's the buckler. He's my protector. He has everything under control, and this morning, God has protected our path that is before us. All right, um, we're going to look at a few verses here in, chapter, in Psalms, and we'll turn to Psalms 46. Psalms 46. I enjoy reading through the Psalms because David is just real, right? He just, a lot of times he'll be reading a Psalm, and he'll say, strike down the enemies. And I think, well, that's what I could be feeling right now. But he always brings it back to the Lord, does he not? You know, this is how I'm feeling, but Lord, this is how you are. And in our lives, in the paths that God has given us, Many times we can be overwhelmed, be surrounded by whatever, but yet we just need to remember who God is and be confident in that. Psalms 46 and verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Verse 2, therefore will not we fear. And you can continue reading down through there. I love this, um, this, this chapter of Psalms, um, but it talks about all that God has done around us, right? It talks about the rivers, um, do the waters thereof roar and be troubled? He says, God is God above it all. Verse 10, it reminds us, be still and know that I am God. No matter what's going on around us, no matter what the path may bring, no matter the circumstances, we can just trust in the Lord. Just simply let him be our buckler. He's our protector. He's going to walk us down that path that he has given to us. All right, Psalms 46, turn to chapter 62. Just a few pages over. Psalm 62 and verse 7 there. 62 verse 7 it says in god is my salvation and my glory the rock of my strength and my refuge is in god trust in him at all times you people pour out, pour out your heart before him god is a refuge for us selah just meditate think about those things right truly god is our everything he's our refuge he's our protector he's our buckler buckler and then lastly uh chapter 145 psalm 145 145 and verse 18. 145 and verse 18 says, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call unto him, to all that call upon him in truth. God wants to help us. He's right there. Right? He's our buckler. He's our protector. God has given us a path that is perfect before us. 
Each one, my path is different from your path, right? And your path is different from my path. We each have a path that God has put before us, and he just wants us to follow after it. It's a perfect path. We don't have to doubt it. We don't have to wonder about it. It's been perfected. It's not a bad path. There's one path, and it's for you, right? And God's already made the way for it. He's tried it. We can try it. All he wants us to do is just take that next step on the path and the next step on the path and just follow after him, and he's going to protect us all the way along. Right? He is our refuge and he is our rock and we can depend on him. Amazing, isn't it? And why don't we serve him? Why don't we go forward for the Lord? Because it's, all, it's already been decided. God's, everything is perfect about it. God has a protected path for us. Um, we often pretend that this path is unprotected and dangerous. However, we f- must pour our heart into, out to God and let God take care of the rest. Should we not, just like that verse said, just give it to the Lord, let him take care of it, and just go after what he has for us. We don't have to doubt. We don't have to timidly wonder what, what's going to happen. Sometimes we do, right? But we're to pour our heart out to the Lord and then just go forward. Just serve the Lord this morning. Just go after what he has for it. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. This is my favorite part about this. If you skip down to verse 33, that's verse 31. If you skip down to verse 33, David said, not only is God, is his way perfect, but verse 33, it says, God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. Isn't that amazing? When we give our lives to the Lord, when we begin pursuing after his ways in our life, when we pursue after the way he has for us, we find that he, our way becomes perfect. I don't know about you, but I want to live a perfect life, right? I want to do exactly what God wants me to do. I want, um, if you look at Joshua, I want to live the successful life, right? Um, I want to live for the Lord, but mostly I want my way to be perfect. And David realized that when he gives his life to the Lord, when he begins pursuing after God in his perfect way, that his way became perfect. It doesn't say that God's way was perfect. It, it was, but he maketh my way perfect. And this morning, God wants to make your way perfect. He wants to make my way perfect, and all we have to do is just step out and follow him. As for God, his way is perfect. His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried, and he is a buckler to them that trust in him. Where are you at this morning? Are you pursuing the Lord? Are you pursuing after the path that he has for you? What path has God put in front of you today? What is it that you know that God wants you to do tomorrow? What does he want you to do right now? What does he want you to do today? Just do it. It's perfect. Whatever God wants, has for you is perfect. No matter what trials come up in front of us, no matter what we've been through, God's way was perfect. David realized that because God's way truly is for perfect. In verse 33, must align our path with God and pursue him, and we find that he makes our way perfect. This morning, are you trying God's word? Are you trying to pursue the path that God has given you? Just, just taking that step of faith and just walking down the path that God's given you. Are you trying it? And the more you try it, the more you'll prove it, and the more you're ready and willing to follow it. Um, this morning, are you scared? Just give it to God. He's trying to protect you. Amazing, isn't it not? You know, when we think about all that God has done for us, we must be confident in God's plan for our life. Just be confident in it. Just go forward in it. Don't ask any questions. Just step out in faith and pursue it. This morning, are you pursuing God and his path for your life? Be confident in God this morning. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much. Lord, that you are real in our lives. Lord, I 
I don't understand why you've given us each a path or even put up with the time to deal with us, but you have. And Lord, I pray that you'd help me and each one here this morning just to pursue you, to pursue your word, your path for our lives. Help us to try it, Lord, and just to trust in you as our buckler. And uh, Lord, we just thank you again so much for, for who you are. Work in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.